gentlemen. You're locked into JJ and Alex. With the insight and analysis on the teams you can't live without. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Thanks for being with us on the program. Happy Friday to you. Uh, yes, we've got tons going on here. Alex Curie, Jeremiah Jensen, JJ and Alex. That's the show name, of course. Man, of all the things that we could be talking about, the NFL, of course, uh, finds a way into our show. We always continue to talk about it. And right after the Super Bowl ends, and sometimes before it even starts, we start to get these mock drafts that pop up. And frankly, we're obsessed with all of them. So getting an expert that comes along with the territory of a mock draft is something that we wanted to do. We had to do. Luke Easterling, uh, Athlon Sports, he is their mock draft expert. He's the guy you go to to ask about all these mock drafts. Now, mock drafts, come on, Luke. I mean, listen, this is fake, but it's at the same time I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I, I uh, haven't been able to quit these since I was like 12. So uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. If, if anybody was expecting me to like outgrow this, all I did was turn it into like my actual job. So uh, I'm grateful for that. But yeah, man, I, I have. if you're looking for... Uh, uh, ways to kick this habit. I am the wrong person to come <laughs> to uh, because I am I'm doing my best to uh, to supply as many of these as possible. You, you, like you said, I mean, it feels like once the Super Bowl is is over, there's a whole a whole group of you know fans or, or whoever that kind of plug into it at that point. But I mean, us us crazy people have been doing them since like September, and, and it's just to, to get to the heart of what it is because you'll have a lot of people as well who are like, these are pointless, they're stupid. Why are you doing them? In not you know, let alone September, but even at this point in the process, and so much is going to change. We got the combine, we got all the pro days, we got trades that are going to happen. And I think what what everybody needs to understand is that the reason they resonate with with fans and with readers so much is because the, the, all of the different scenarios that that take place on draft day, every mock draft is a different potential one of those things. And if you're picking whether you're picking one or thirty two or anywhere in between seeing a bunch of different ways that could go, it, it allows your mind to think about, okay, well, what if this guy is on the board? And what if this guy is on the board? How does this guy fit into our defense? And that's, I mean, that's literally why I have a job, you know, is to have those conversations and, and put them out there for readers and fans so they can, by the time they get to the draft, I would love for every fan of every, every NFL team to have a reason to be excited about whoever they pick because of the work that we've been doing. That's kind of how I look at it. Before we break down some of uh, the local players that we have coming up in the draft, we want to hit at the top of the draft with you. And it looks like you've got quarterbacks going one, two, three. Is that how you see things shaking out? Yeah, it's, it's hard to see it going any other way. And, and again, that's really regardless of what teams are picking there. Because if, if you're if you're picking there and you need one, you're going to take one. If you're picking there and you decide, ah, I don't need one that badly, you're going to trade it to someone who, who does and, and who is willing to move up there to get one. And so, you know, you also have to have the prospects to, to warrant it. And this year, I feel like we've got three guys. Obviously, Caleb Williams from USC is expected to go number one at the, at the moment. Uh, and then you got Jaden Daniels from LSU who just won the Heisman Trophy and, and had a huge 2023 season. You got Drake May from North Carolina. If those guys come off the board, one, two, three, really in any order, obviously we expect Williams to go one, but the next two guys could flip-flop and go two, three in any order. I really think the interesting storyline is which three teams are going to be sitting there. Right now it's Chicago, Washington, and, uh, and the Patriots, but it could be different on draft day, and, and that's, that's part of the, the fun and, and the buzz this year. 
You know, one thing that we uh, obviously we look at and we we kind of wonder about now. I, the national championship game will make a it, it'll absolutely change some of these guys and where their draft projections are. Uh, neither JJ nor I looked at JJ McCarthy as being one of these guys who would shoot up that board because I, I think that people look at him and go, "Oh, he's not that traditional quarterback." And, and frankly, they rely so much on that run game at Michigan. And I've been a Michael Penix Jr. guy for so long that I thought I would want to have that guy on my team versus having him, JJ McCarthy run the run the team. Where do you see J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and kind of the rest of the quarterback class after the top three there? Yeah, I think there's definitely a clear, you know, top tier, like you said, with those three guys. And, and Penix is the next guy for me still. And, and again, I'm, I'm always adamant with people that, you know, one game should never make or break your, your scouting report, basically. And, and it can do... It can, it can provide you information. It's just like anything else. You know, you, you have to take it in totality with everything else. It's a piece of the puzzle. If you have a bad combine or a bad pro day, or you don't have a great week at the senior bowl, all those things can kind of matter to a point. But you should always go back to the biggest sample size you have. And the biggest sample size any of these guys have is their resume on film. And so you can have a bad week. You can have a bad day. Um, sometimes even have a lackluster season sometimes. But if you have certain traits, go back and look at some of the numbers that uh, that Josh Allen put up his last year in Wyoming, and he was still a top 10 pick and obviously still having success in the NFL. So, you know, Penix's performance in the in the national championship game is really part uh, just a small sliver of his entire evaluation. If you look at a guy who the, the biggest drawbacks for him are going to be, he's going to be a 24-year-old rookie. He's basically the same age as Justin Fields, who has three years of his starting experience now. Um, and he's got, you know, he had his first four years all ended with injury. You know, he had season-ending injuries his first four years. Obviously, the last two years, he's been healthy in Washington and put up huge numbers, led the nation in passing each time. But now we're, you know, you're getting into fit. You know, what kind of offense do you run? How, what do you need from your quarterback? And so if you need somebody who's going to be super mobile and, and is, you know, you're going to need him to not be worried about getting injured and getting out on the move, maybe Penix isn't your guy. Do you need the guy who can sit in the pocket and throw darts to every level of the field and, and push the ball down the field? I, I think he might have the best deep ball in the entire class with other guys included. So, you know, Penix is going to be a huge risk and reward in, in that way because of his age and his injury history. But McCarthy on the other side of it, he's just so unproven as a passer. Obviously he's much younger, just turned 21 tons of upside. He's an athlete. He's got a great arm and you show, you see it in moments in flashes, but when you come from such a run-heavy system at Michigan where he was never really tested as a pure volume passer where it's like, hey, we're going to put the, the offense on your back. You're going to have to go win these games for us. That was just never something was asked of him. So I, I feel like, again, Penix is the, is the QB4 for me. McCarthy and Bo Nix are kind of in that next, you know, who, who could be four or five. It's kind of a wash. Um, but that's really what it is. He's got probably more upside but that's a double-edged sword because we really just haven't seen it on film in terms of being able to take over an offense. We're going to talk about quarterbacks in the first round because that's what everyone is interested in. But this offensive line crop is really good, and one of yeah. them is a Utah kid by the name of Jackson Powers Johnson, a center at Oregon. He's a graduate of Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. What can you tell us about Jackson Powers Johnson that has separated him from the pack and made him one of the top centers, if not the top center in this draft? Well, I, I would have originally just said that he's just a, a nasty, nasty dude who was really smart, really athletic, and really physical. But then I found out the other day that while he was at the Senior Bowl, he was signing autographs for, like, autograph hunters 
using fake names every time. And one of them was he said he he said he signed Turd Ferguson Turd on Ferguson. somebody's like helmet, which is just like I I cannot not give you a first round grade if you did if you that'll did that. shoot like, you up the draft like, board. If a GM doesn't he take was, him top he, ten, you know, they're doing it wrong. Literally. So when I found that out, obviously he was already borderline first round. Now he's obviously locked into the first round. Now that I found that out, um, but but no, I mean as a player, you go turn on the film and again. You, you, the first thing you have to have, if you're a center and you are not the smartest guy on the field, it, your, your offense is in trouble. And he clearly looks like that guy on, on tape. And, again, nasty, physical, just an athletic dude who can get out on the move. He can pull. He can trap. Uh, and, and when you can make the checks and calls and, and change protections and understand defensive front and, and, and what they're trying to do on the other side of the ball, he checks all those boxes. Obviously the top center in this class, and I uh, expect him to be a first-round pick. All right, so let's go to the locals here. Uh we were, you know, kind of going over some of these offensive linemen, of course, in here locally. Kingsley Sumatai out of BYU, uh, formerly of Oregon before that, um, but a kid who draws a lot of interest, of course. He had a lackluster season, to be sure, for BYU, I think, overall, but he is still one of these guys that is a freak athlete. If he gets the right coaching, he could absolutely translate into the NFL as a first-rounder. So where do you have Kingsley Sumatai going? Yeah, I think, honestly, the, the one thing that might hurt him as much as anything is that this is just maybe the best offensive tackle class mm. I've ever seen. Yeah. And I've been doing this a long, long time. And not, it's not just elite talent at the top, which you obviously have. you got Joe Alt from Notre Dame. you got uh, you got Olu Fashionu from Penn State, who are both top five prospects in this draft. But the depth, I mean, there are there, we can have seven or eight offensive tackles in the first round and then have Kingsley not be one of them. And so... The reason he he probably comes off the board sometime on day two is it has a lot to do with everybody else in this group as much as it does for him. Mm -hmm. The thing he has going for him, like you said, there's only so many human beings who are as big as that man and who can move like that man uh, on the face of the earth. There really just are. Uh, and so when you have those types of traits and, and his ability to, to play either tackle spot, he can probably play on the left or the right at the next level. But when you are that big, when you have that much length, it even just, I mean, think about it from a physics perspective, it just takes so long to get to the quarterback just by going around that much person. I mean, he's so big and he can reach so far with that wingspan that it's like trying to get around a skyscraper to, to get at the quarterback in the pocket. And so when you have a guy who can check those physical trait boxes like he can, he's a very experienced player, very smart player. Um, I think those those traits at that position will always translate. When you have that size, that length, and you're able to move like he is, uh, I feel like that type of guy doesn't last very long on day two, and the only reason he's there on day two is because there's just so many good ones. Utah has six players invited to the NFL Combine. I think Cole Bishop's probably going to be the considered the highest ranked of that group, but the most interesting, I think, is going to be Sione Vaki, somebody who played on both sides yeah. of the ball and played well and in college, but what do NFL scouts and GMs do with him when, when they're evaluating him because of the fact that he could play both sides of the ball? Yeah, I think he's the type of guy you love to have on your roster because you don't necessarily have to care right away what you're doing with him. You just you know that you can try out a bunch of different things, and he's proven himself to be the kind of athlete and, and willing to do it, right, willing to do whatever the team needs to, to succeed. And so you're looking at a guy, again, when I started evaluating for him for this year, I was like, wait a second, which what is he? I should, could have sworn I saw that he was a running back. Now he's a safety. What are we talking about here? Um, and, and that's just the kind of versatility you're talking about. So 
when when you look at projecting guys like that to the next level, their value comes in that versatility because those 53 spots are so precious. I mean, you know, NFL teams have to make such hard decisions when it comes to those last few spots, especially when it comes down to game day and they've only got to, they only get to have 46 or 48 with the practice squad elevations. Um, you know, it can be really tricky. And when you have a guy who can do multiple things, can make can contributions on special teams, and, and can give you something on both sides of the ball, it can you know you can be like having two players, three players in one roster spot. And and so I think that that will be what he has going for him obviously he's a fantastic overall athlete uh, but the fact that he can he can contribute on special teams you could develop him as either or or both a running back and a safety as a depth guy and, and because of his athleticism gives him probably starter upside at both of those spots depending on what you need uh, as you look at this draft class and we talked about some of the locals here one of the guys that we didn't think was necessarily going to get an invite was uh was keaton slovis had a not a, fant- a fantastic year at Pitt and then came to BYU and didn't really, you know, uh, show out insanely either there. I mean, kind of basically lost his job at the very end there. But uh, where does a guy like him, like, one, how do these combine invite or the combine invites kind of uh, get to these guys? And on, and on the other hand, like, why would a guy like Keaton Slovis, who didn't have a lot of success in those last couple of years, still translate as a, as a possible pro? I mean, I think you probably follow that trail back to his recruiting. I think, you know, everybody, when you mention that name, I think most people, most football fans, if you watch college football or whatever, you're going to remember the fact that he was a highly touted recruit probably quicker than you're going to be able to rattle off the three or four different programs he's played at over the last five or six years. And I think that has maybe something to do with it, but it also speaks to the physical traits that clearly are there. It's just a matter of, of whether or not he's he's been able to find the right spot or stay healthy or, or unlock uh, that potential. I also think it speaks to the rest of this quarterback class. We talked about how it's kind of top-heavy earlier with the top three guys that could go with the first three picks. We talked about the next three or four guys that come off the board. I think, you know, maybe Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, uh, Michael Pratt from Tulane. There's some mid-round guys there, but there's kind of a, a, a drop off the of the of the cliff after that probably third or fourth round when those guys come off the board. You got Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. You got Joe Milton the third from from Tennessee. If you want kind of an upside traits guy, but if you're looking for a quarterback on day three, I, I think it's kind of a barren wasteland. Which again, no no offense to him, I think that might have something to do with that combine invite. It's just kind of by default. There's not a whole lot of other quarterbacks to kind of fill that group. And because he's a, a guy who's who's a recognizable name, who you know has the physical traits because he had him when he when he got to the college level, you know, it's given him an opportunity to say, hey, I still have the talent. I've just got to stay healthy and find the right spot. Luke Easterling, you can find his uh, mock draft. Athlon Sports is where he uh, still is obsessed with his uh, mock drafts that he was obsessed with when he was a 12-year-old. He just <laughs> translated it into the real world. And congrats, Luke, because that's what all of us have tried to do at some point in the sports world. So uh, we love having you on and appreciate you uh, taking some time talking about these uh, all these pro prospects. Hey, it's my pleasure, guys. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Right, there you Luke. go. Luke Easterling. <sighs> it's always such an inexact science and – these GMs sometimes make it look like it's really inexact, yeah. <laughs> right? Where they're like, "This guy, am I right?" And then there are the then there are the GMs who who get it right. Sometimes they kind of go, "I didn't think we we're gonna get it that right with that guy." It's it's so subjective and it is so ridiculous that you know these guys' worlds change, and some of them are right on. We knew that Dalton Kincaid was gonna be good, and then the 
Buffalo Bills made him even better because they used him like they did. Right. You got to find the right place. Yeah. We always, and and I'm looking at the top of this draft, and, you know, maybe the commanders are different, right? Maybe they're (laughs) different. What? Or what if the Bears keep Caleb Williams? Is Chicago the best organization for Caleb Williams to reach his potential? Is that the best situation with the playmakers they have for him to thrive? Yeah, maybe. Or would he be better off having another team come up and take him that's ready to go? That has a that has a vision for him. Say, for instance, like you look back last year, the Houston Texans take C.J. Stroud, home run pick, perfect situation. They already had good receivers in that building. They just didn't have the quarterback. He goes in there and he kills it. And then you look at Bryce Young, who it was a dumpster fire in, in Carolina. <laughs> Your coach gets fired after nine games. You know that that's one and two, right? Which one was better? Yep. Well, the one that had the most success, but why? Did they have the success? Is sometimes where you have to take a deeper look. All right, let's uh, take a break. Before if CJ, we do. sorry, if CJ Stroud went to Carolina, would have he, he had have had a special season? No. Hey, speaking of CJ Stroud, uh, he's playing in the Ruffles celebrity game, right? Is Bryce Young playing in that? Uh, I don't. I know that CJ Stroud is, and it's funny you brought up both of those guys because my son was at a jazz game last year. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young were at the Jazz game, and my son and his buddy like walked down and they got pictures with them. And it was, but C.J. Stroud they started to show a bunch of his high school highlights, and he was a baller. I know it's yeah. a shocker, right? right. A guy oh. who's an insane athlete, yeah, uh, was a really really good basketball player when he was in high school. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Puka's out there too. Puka Nakua is playing in this game. What's going on here? Is it Shannon Sharp versus Stephen A. Smith? What's that going is on? Correct. Here? Oh boy. Don't give Stephen A. Smith any, like, idea that he may have something because he's coaching on the sideline here. Don't let Stephen A. Smith think that he's – look at him. Oh, my goodness, they're showing him, and he's trying to act like a – he's trying to act like a, a head coach in the Big East. Rotate, <laughs> rotate. Get back over. You're like – and he's wearing a t- and he's wearing a suit, and he's about to get teed up probably. All right. He's going to go. get fired. <laughs> right after this game, I'm sure. They're going to fire him. Hey, uh – Let's uh, take a break. Before we do, let's talk about the warehouse. This weekend only, Tom and his team have curated some President's Day weekend sale items that are ridiculous. When I say Tom does this deal, he's got upholstered furniture that's up to 25% off if you mentioned the KSL Sports Zone this weekend. He's also got uh, all sorts of mattress deals that are insane, including these th- these. Uh, these Kings Down mattresses that are queen and king size that you're going to get at up to 80% off of uh, what you're normally going to find just even down the street at sale prices. Uh, Kings Down, also the Therapeutic mattresses, all of those. Uh, we're not talking thousands of dollars. We're talking hundreds of dollars. All right, so go down, take advantage, and actually let's get it done. Go to the warehouse, 1825 South 300 West. He's got deals for President's Day that he's made just for this weekend. So go check it out. If you're going to be shopping for furniture, might as well go down and, and see what they're doing at the warehouse. Uh, east of Costco, north of the Sam's Club, 1825 South 300 West. All right, here we go. We've got more to go around the corner. Our NFL Blitz is next. Stay right here, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. 
Celebrity game, dude. Whoa. This guy right here with the long hair. Okay, uh, okay, uh, Simone Fontecchio, sort of. He has a man bun, though. Takes away a little bit from the. So from the coolness of the so a guy a guy dunking with a man bun <laughs> that that's a dock on your uh... well no 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 because it wasn't even just a dunk it was somebody threw it off the backboard for him wow yeah. I don't really know who this cat is, but it's a celebrity game. Are you, aren't we supposed I'll to recognize? Can I up. say something? Can't we? Aren't we supposed to recognize these celebrities? I do. I will say C.J. Stroud running the point for Team Shannon right here. Look at. Oh no! Yeah, that's that dude. Yeah, he's dunked twice now. Man Bun is dunked twice. Which team is he on? Hey, uh, Stephen A. Will is you it look John up? Marco Timberry, who's an Olympic high jump champion? Yes, that's who it is. It's the guy. John Marco Timberry. It's the guy who won the he won the high jump. The only I'm like, why is this guy familiar? And he gives off Simone Fontecchio vibes there because he's the one who tied in the high jump. And they had the guy from Cotter and he who both had the same uh, height that they had both yeah. cleared. And then they, not, neither of them could clear the next height for all three of their. And the guy comes over and is like, you can have, uh, we can have another jump off at the, at the same height. And then the guy goes, the guy from uh, Qatar goes, can we just share the gold? And he's like, if you want. And then they both were like, absolutely. John, John Marco Tamberi is yes. Russian? No, the, the official was. Oh, the official. Who was like, oh, okay. yes, if you would <laughs> like. <laughs> I can give I other you turned Jamarco Tamberry no. into uh, Tamberry went nuts. But listen, now that you say it, he better be dunking. Jeez. <laughs> if he doesn't dunk, I'm if disappointed. If the high jump champion isn't dunking in this game. Oh, there we go. Okay, let me see what the uh, height Puka was. Puka Nakua just threw down a dunk. Oh, he did? Orem High product? Pretty sure that was Puka. Yeah, or uh yes, Puka it and he's number 17. Yes. Yeah. He's on team Shannon. Who's yeah. a better coach, Stephen A. or Shannon? Uh, just Shannon Sharp without even wondering. Just so I wouldn't have to listen to Coach Stephen A. Both of them annoying, but uh, I'm telling you. Look, Shannon Sharp, I, I'm i a Broncos fan, so. Uh, what did you say? Uh, what did you say that guy's name? Oh, yeah, high jump. Okay. Timberry. Timberry. Let's see what the – so he's 6'3", and he cleared a uh, – let me see here, two – Gosh, dang it. Meters, get out of here. No one needs you. <laughs> this has been the best NFL blitz we've ever done. <laughs> Seven foot nine, he cleared. Wow. All right. At 6'3, that's impressive. Seven foot nine. Yeah. Guy has hops, there's no doubt. Uh, bonkers. So you got to dunk. All right. So there you go. NFL blitz uh, brought to you by the Italian high jumper. But I I mentioned CJ Stroud and we mentioned Puganaku in this. So technically, it's an NFL. Uh, it's an NFL story. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is facing a two-game suspension. Will you walk me through what happened? Because Jimmy Garoppolo does not strike me as the type that will cheat to win, although we've seen people do it in the past. But he's going to face a two-game suspension for in a uh, substance situation. What are we yeah, talking about? Yeah, weird. So ESPN's Adam Schefter uh, reports that Garoppolo is being suspended for two games due to violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substances mm. policy. 
Schefter also reports that the Raiders are expected to release Garoppolo before the fifth day of the new league year in March. So apparently Garoppolo used a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use exemption. He's not planning on filing an appeal to that two-game suspension. Was it something they just find in Sunny D normally, or how is it that... Uh... Uh, don't know that's ew, it's weird prescribed uh, medication so yeah therapeutic use like uh i mean i get it these athletes there have been athletes who have and rush i'm looking in your direction <laughs> most of the time and, and this speaking is, of right this is something you find you find out later is like the thing that you get busted for as much as anything else are the drugs that are on the list for ones that can be used to cover up other drugs mm. so the presence of those drugs that cover up other drugs is as bad and so in this case whether or not it was intended or not jimmy garoppolo is uh let me see here oh so if he were to if he weren't going to be waived they were going to owe him 11.25 million dollars does he find another team then he's going to have to be he's going to have to sit I don't the think first so. two games i think, you think his career is done? done i do at what point? Who would want him? There's only so many jobs, and if why would oh, you? Oh, I know. Is he but willing? Is he willing to take like a million and a half to be a backup? This is what happens to these top level quarterbacks yeah. once they're no longer wanted as starters. Is okay. How much are they willing to continue to play in the league? What are they willing to take when they've made millions? Why? Why? Why do that unless you really just want to hang on? Oh man, I'd really want to. Jimmy Garoppolo hang on. said he's made millions. I mean, he's been, he's a big contract. What's his? Okay, let's do a game. Played in the Super Bowl. Let's do the game. Let's do our our uh, career earnings game. Career earnings for Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no, no look it up. You can't look it up. All right. Well, You're guessing. I'm good. Okay, I'm the guesser. All right. Demley, what are you? Is uh, his... I don't like this game show. No. <laughs> well, you can't cheat on this one. What are you, Jimmy Garoppolo? Jeez, dude. Uh, career earnings for Jimmy Garoppolo. Any uh... seventy-five million dollars. Mm. Let me have a look here. Okay. Career earnings. Now, this is <laughs> this website has already subtracted his 2024 and 2025 wow. salaries <laughs> because he was due to make 25 per. Yeah. And a guaranteed 11.2. Career earnings in his 10 seasons totaling $150 million. Ooh, 149, I was way off. 149.6. We'll I, ha- I only gave him half. Yeah. $150 million. So you look, Signed 120. He, he why played, would he hang he, around? He got $122 million from the 49ers. Okay, because he got seventy-eight million. Dude's got one hundred fifty million dollars, and he dates supermodels. Well, he is a supermodel himself, right? Yeah, like just yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Good. You're right, right off into the sunset. I mean, he's not going to get another opportunity to be a starter in the league. So, does he want to carry a clipboard for another five years just to make another ten million? Mm. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, there you go. I love the career earnings game because it's always just JJ. Just, you away. just guess higher. Whatever your number is I that you have in your off. head, guess higher later. I didn't account for inflation. You, Thanks, <laughs> Biden. <laughs> Thanks, Biden economics. You've totally thrown off our guessing game on our sports talk show. I blame Joe Biden. I know. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We have our best and worst next. A great best, a bad worst. That's how it works. So stay with us right here, ninety-seven five VKSL Sports Zone. <laughs> Wrapping up the hour with our picks for the best and worst moments on today's show. As JJ and Alex want to hear your best and worst of the day.
All right, everybody, welcome back. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 VK Sales Sports Zone. Thanks for being with us on a Friday. Hopefully, you're already well into your weekend, and hopefully your weekend is a long one. I hope you get a Monday off, maybe. If not, uh, you can download the podcast wherever podcasts are found. You can listen to it at your work uh, station while no one else is there on Monday or while you're all working there. Put that earbud in and just uh, forget your cares. If you're in customer service, just... Uh, you can just you can just turn the volume up on those Karens and Kens and uh, and move right on. My son called me a Ken the other day. What does that mean? It's the male Karen, isn't it? Did you say that's Cap? <laughs> I go for what? And he's like, just look at the way you're acting right now. I was demanding my money back at a Starbucks, but I mean, like that was beside the point. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where's your manager? Okay. Do you know anybody named Ken? <laughs> no. And would they give off those kind of Karen vibes? I mean, we know what Karen means, which okay, is unfortunate. I apologize Terry. to everybody. Sorry. It's supposed to be Terry. Terry. Terry and Karen. Mm. That's a power couple. No, no, hold on. Wait, what is it? What is apologize the... to everyone out there named Karen. It's just what is unfair. The, what is the male equivalent? I know. I know I know enough Karens that it's like, ooh. Yeah. Okay, no, it is. It said uh, people have tried different names like Ken and Keith. Um, Reddit is your uh, source on this one, by the way. The answer is now Terry. Okay. So there you go. And the idea is the most popular name, basically, if somebody was born in the 50s and they're now arguing in line at the drive-thru. Right. So the most popular name in the 50s for a woman overall in that decade was Karen. Uh-huh. Terry was the most popular male name in, 1950, in the 1950s. So, that, by the way. Scary Terry. Terry does not, I don't know hardly any Terry's. Like, for it to be the most popular name in the right. 1950s, it's weird. I'm glad we moved past it, though. Anybody naming their kids Terry nowadays? No. Boys, I mean? No. Yeah, probably not. Don't think it's popular. Yeah, good talk. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Best and worst. Hey, you can nominate your youth sports volunteer in your area that you know. And make them the Hercules Hero of the Week. Let me tell you how to do it. If you've heard us, we read the Hercules Hero of the Week on Thursdays. And the way that you get that name read, the person that is an amazing youth sports person of some kind. I don't care if it's a volunteer that uh, folds up the chairs or, or sweeps up after the games at the Junior Jazz, whatever. Or if it's somebody that has just always been dedicated to helping the junior high track, track and field team. The team mom that drives everybody around, you're getting the point here. It's anybody across the entire gamut that has ever done youth sports anything. Go to kslsports.com slash contest, kslsports.com slash contest, and nominate your Hercules Hero of the Week, brought to you by Hercules Credit Union, and a $50 gift card could be theirs. And we'll read the nomination on the air on Thursdays. The best, obviously, is Caitlin Clark, break, Caitlin Clark breaking the NCAA women's basketball all-time scoring record last night. Um, with a 49-point explosion. Wow. She only needed eight, and I don't think – I think it was less than two minutes before she got to eight because she scored two regular two-point buckets, uh, went to the line and scored a couple of free throws there. So she was at seven, and then she hit a ridiculously deep three-pointer, a signature Caitlin Clark three-pointer. So there you go. We were talking about this beforehand, and honestly, I haven't seen – 
And the 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 this was said on on Fox Fox Sports last night. I think on the Odd Couple that comes on right after our show. Chris Broussard said that she is the most popular collegiate athlete right now. That's correct. Not wrong at all. No, I I can't argue that. So good for her. She means a ton to the game of uh, basketball, not just women's basketball, but it's been awesome to watch. She's really phenomenal to watch. If you if you poo poo any of her. Uh, Accomplishments. Look, all of you, you all of you, on. Jim or Fredette fans out there that love watching people make threes from the logo, Caitlin Clark's doing it better than anybody right now. And she's just—I mean, it continues. And by the way, every team that plays her is like, no, we're going to be the ones to shut her down, uh-huh. right? <laughs> so it's not just having a—it's not just having a uh, uh, you know target on your back. It is absolutely just going after somebody and still not able to stop them. And they scored 106 points last night as a team. She scored 49 of those points. So, ridiculous scoring. Ridiculous. So, there you go. There's your best. Also, as an honorable mention for best, Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris, who's on the uh, on the PGA Tour, he's at the Genesis. He did not withdraw with uh, – he did not withdraw with uh, – as Puka Nakua is giving uh, Pat McAfee a giant hug. Oh, they're putting Puka on the headset. It's a bummer that we're on mute here. It's a real bummer. That's okay. That's fine. Puka getting on the uh, Ruffles All-Star Celebrity game. So that's another best. Will Zalatoris hit a hole-in-one today at the Genesis Invitational. And what's cool about that is he won a car because he did that. You know, multimillionaires, they need to hit a hole-in-one to get a to get a car. Now, that's not the story. His caddy, because he hit a hole-in-one, that's awesome. also gets a, a car. So the golfer and the caddy both get, holes, or both get a, a car. And then the worst is that the Department of Justice is looking into the thing that we were, like, the most excited for all week, which is a uh, an ESPN, Fox, Warner Sports streaming service that could all come together. They're investigating it for an antitrust issue. It may never happen. Did you see – do you think that email came from NBC? <laughs> I <laughs> have C- a complaint. Or CBS. Or CBS. <laughs> they didn't invite us to the party. Anonymous, well. anonymous, so, anonymous source says you should look into this. At NBC, I mean, excuse me, sorry. A Paramount. It's all. It's all. Uh, Jay Jensen at KSL5TV.com. <laughs> I think this is a problem. I but don't, don't use my fair. name. But don't use my name. I don't think it's fair. Of course it is. Come on. All right, we got through the week here, JJ. Could it be Fubo. <laughs> Fubo gets a hold of him. Oh, no, it is. Fubo, a sports-focused streaming service, called for scrutiny of the new joint venture ah, shortly after it was announced in the February 7th uh, statement. It was. I thought Fubo. it was a joke. You know, I worked at Champ Sports in the 90s. I, I sold a lot of Fubo gear. Fubo? But not Fubo. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have never subscribed to Fubo in all this time. I've gotten away with not getting a Fubo subscription well, just because it sounds so Fubo's not happy about this, apparently. No, 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 no. And now okay. the Department of Justice is on it. Oh, yeah. To ruin the fun. Wow, C.J. Stroud's like a, he's looking like a Clay Thompson right now, but not the Clay Thompson from last night, but but the other one. <laughs> the missed dunks, I love it. All right, we'll come back. We've got more. By the way, final time I get to tell you about uh, Tom Curl and his team at the warehouse putting together a President's Day sale that you don't want to miss. If you're looking for, if you're in the market at all for anything that is uh, along the lines of uh, of furniture, I don't care if it's the, I don't care if it's the uh, the mattresses, JJ, or if it's the upholstery, or if it's the din- the dining room tables, 
anything that you need, 50 to 80% off. You've been able to see now how ridiculous the prices are at the warehouse. So people got to go in, man. And he just, Tom said today, if you mention the The KSL KSL Sports Sports Zone, 25% off everything in the store, except for the deals he already has beyond 25%. Now, look, if you just got your tax return, perfect timing. President's Day sales are crazy. Go to the warehouse. They've got deals. You'll find something there. You need a new bed. You need a new recliner. You need a new uh, love seat. Anything. They'll take care of you. They've got all kinds of deals, crazy deals. You won't find better furniture deals in town right now than at the warehouse. All right. There you go. 1825 South, 300 West right there in Salt Lake City, east of Costco, north of the Sam's Club. Get Tom's best deals this weekend. 1825 South, 300 West. We'll come back. we got more to go around the corner. 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone.